And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. British Columbia and welcome from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi with my co-host Casey Wilson. This is another special edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network and we're live from the floor of the International Wine Festival. Uh, We're actually positioned right inside the French uh, compartment where all the French winers are. They are the theme country this year so just look for the Eiffel Tower and you'll find us right beside them. Coming up on this hour We'll speak with Border Town Vineyards owner Mohan Gill and Paul Jordan uh, to talk about their uh, transition from farming to uh, making wine. It's a fascinating story. Meyer Family Vineyards will be here. Jack Meyer, the proprietor, will be talking about his Pinot Noir and Chardonnay that's storming uh, Scandinavia, which is kind of a cool story. Chateau Minuti, probably our... our, uh, most fun guest we had last year with an amazing rosé. Michelle Wallach joins us from there. Coming up next, though, from Hope Family Farms in uh, Paso Robles, California, is J.C. Defenderfer. He actually makes the wine, and uh, I think he bleeds Paso Robles blood. It's all part of our next two-hour edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. Year 42, we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman's wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Cullman's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Cullman.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Osoyoos. Wake up to stunning views from your condo, suite, or villa. Enjoy modern vineyard cuisine inspired by Indigenous history and culture at the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry. Tour and taste at award-winning Ink Meep Cellars, or just relax and rejuvenate at their on-site spa. Spirit Ridge, an experience like none other, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Check online for spring break packages. Visit spiritridge.ca. After Isidore Boucherie settled in West Bank, he soon became known far and wide as the modest butcher, a man of infinite charm, disarming good looks, and the best food and wine in the valley. And if Izzy was here today, what do you think he'd have to say about his legacy, Chef Dan? You can't think well, love well, or sleep well if you haven't dined well. Celebrate the sacred Okanagan institution of dining with reckless abandon at the Modest Butcher, opening soon at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. 
Hello, British Columbia, and welcome uh, to the 2020 Vancouver National Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're uh, live from the floor today uh, interviewing a number of people. Our next guest is a winemaker. We love winemakers. Uh, Jason Diefenderfer. I hope you I got, got that right. JC, we're going to stick with that. Yes. Uh, from Hope Family Wines, how are you? Good morning, or good afternoon now. Yeah, doing yeah. great. It's yeah, been a great show, great. and uh, and the weather's uh, a little bit cloudy, you, you but it's beautiful pre- here. You look really relaxed for a guy that works with Austin Hope. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's I've had uh, 30 years of experience on that, so. Yeah. But you guys went to school together, I think, to, yes. to high school? or uh, No, actually, we, or we grew up grammar school together since we're 12 years old we've oh, been friends oh my oh. goodness so, and you're still buddies yes it's amazing to work with your best friend for 25 years and yeah. neither of us have killed each other yet so well those <laughs> blending sessions must be something else yeah well great to have you back in vancouver Thank we, you. we have been talking a bit about uh, cabernet sauvignon of course french uh, france is the theme so there's a lot of cabernet folks over there too will yes. you get a chance to try some of those french oh yeah no i'll make or? my way around yeah they do a good job with wine, too. And eh? they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, do they inspire uh, Paso? Uh, I mean, I, uh, how did Paso get going, Paso Robles? Maybe tell people where Paso Robles is. Well, we'll start with that. Yeah. So Paso Robles, and Paso Robles is, is known a lot more uh, recently. When I first started 23 years ago, uh, yeah. winemaking, we would show up with a map in our back pocket and say, you know, we're directly between L.A. and San Francisco. So three and a half <laughs> hours from L.A., three and a half hours from San Francisco. Yeah, that's good. Right in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, we're about 20 miles inland from the ocean, which what makes us great is because of that proximity. Yeah. Uh, but it's by San Simeon, Hearst Castle, San Luis Obispo, sure. uh, Morro Bay. So there's, yeah. it's a beautiful area. And and it got some notoriety early on as a Rhone, as a place for Rhone varieties. Yes, that, um, I, I mean we really that's... started like Zinfandel in the yeah. in the twenties. There was oh, okay. a there was a few Zinfandel growers there that started off. Uh, yeah. Our climate's really Mediterranean style climate, so it's almonds, mm-hmm. um, all those kind of you know Mediterranean styles. Yep. And so Zinfandel started, and then when Zinfandel started, a lot of the Rhone producers said. Where Zinfandel grows, Rhone grapes also grow really well. Okay. And so there's a lot of Rhone uh, growers started there, which we also are, are big Rhone growers ourselves. Sure. And sure. so uh, they started there, and then a lot of Cabernet. So Paso Robles, as an ABA, mm-hmm. it's 607,000 acres. So it's the second largest ABA within the Central Coast. Wow. 607,000 yes. acres. And there's over 43,000 acres planted. And we have. So how many vineyards so, do you work with? So we work with about 52 family farms. Wow, that's amazing. That's uh, that's a lot of negotiating. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fifth generation in that area. Um, so you know them all. Yes, or their father, or their yes. kids. Very or well, families. <laughs> a lot of these are families that yeah. that I have grown up with. Since. Yeah. Uh, well, just to set the stage, because you brought a couple of wines. You Austin mm-hmm. Hope, Triana. Uh, other people have had the Liberty wines in this market. How yes. does it all come together under the Austin uh, under the family name? Now? So Hope Family Wines uh, consist of five. Uh, wineries okay. so we have liberty school winery which is our uh, that started in the early 70s up in camus uh, started that and yep. then we took it over in 96 right and then with that we started triana which was kind of our flagship the best of the best of past robles mm-hmm. was kind of our goal there and then we also have uh the austin hope wines that started as our state wines with our rones and really our flagships with the, the austin hope cabernet yep and then we also have troublemaker which is uh, yeah. uh, great name yes yeah. and, that, and that's what that goes back, you know, we talk about Austin and I knowing each other since we were 12. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the name Troublemaker. Uh, was kind of your second names. Yes. Yeah. It comes back from <laughs> that. 
there, there's been times when school has act, asked us to take a break oh. from school. Oh, really? And, uh, and we'd work in the vineyards. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of where the, the name Troublemaker came from. <laughs> I like that, yeah. And what do you believe sets you apart in the region? Um, there's a lot that really sets us apart. Um, part of it is, is we've been pioneers of the region. Um, and pioneers is, is not just, you know, Austin, uh, Chuck Hope, which is Austin's father, was on the board that started the ABA to start with. Uh, we were one of the first ones to be in the SIP program, which is sustainability and practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also really kind of forefront on the Cabernets and uh, the blends and everything in past Robles. Um, and I think that we've also believed in pushing past Robles as a whole to rise up and, yeah, and be better. Her, yeah, which is necessary so. to... Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, we, we were talking to people in Languedoc who've been fighting Burgundy, Bordeaux, and Champagne, and you've got Napa and Sonoma up there. So it's the same kind of fight to get some recognition yes. and get established in, in the marketplace. And I think in the beginning it was that big fight, and um, and we've also really pushed Pass Robles to say, you know, don't compete with Pass Robles. Let's compete with the world. Yeah, exactly. Let's all bring totally. in, you know, if yeah. I see Pass Robles on a list, you naturally try to knock off that yeah. one wine. No, we can have multiple wines on the list, yes. and, yeah. and we are big enough and, be- and good enough to be And it's better. a great place to visit. It's an incredible place uh, to visit. You have a great square in the town square. Amazing. Yeah. Good restaurants. Great shopping. Yes. Hotels it, with fireplaces <laughs> on the outside of them. Oh, no, it's <laughs> wonderful. It's nice, yeah. you know, the, the area has grown immensely. Um, when I was a, a young kid, it was 9,000 people. Now we're at 36,000 people. Oh, wow. There's no really large towns around. And what that means is is everything's really quaint around yes, there. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. It's a great area to visit. And can and we take a tour at your winery? Uh, yes. If, if our listeners want to go down and check things out what mm-hmm. would you how would you tell them to organize it so you can uh, either call and set it up and they will take care of you from start to finish and that's one that is what's big about past robles is everyone is so nice and you know overcoming for everyone coming in so we love visitors if you call the winery and set it up they'll take care of you they, we have a vineyard tour we have a walking vineyard tour they can go through the vineyards taste all through the wines um we have people there that are that will work with each person individually yeah get the so most out a of lot it. of times i'm in i'm in the tasting room there also so it's a lot of difference from a lot of the the different wineries that we can go through there and, and uh, visit everyone and mm-hmm. you know you have a big chance of seeing me or seeing Austin. Yeah, right on. Wonderful. Oh, there you go, folks. So. Uh, our guest is Jason Diefenderfer. He's the winemaker, JC, at uh, Hope Family Wines, and he's brought along today. So we're going to taste the Paso Robles 17 uh, cab. So, so uh, I don't know. How do we how do we reference it then? So the Austin Hope Cabernet, um, this is our third vintage that we did. So the 15 um, was our first vintage, but we've been doing Cabernets for 20 plus years so this was a culmination of all the vineyards that we have developed and started and grew and this is kind of our flagship of our cabernet it wow. has been really well received throughout uh, i can see domestic why market hmm. uh people love it especially the price point uh this is is half of what you expect it to be yeah uh, you know what i love about this and we've had some other uh, good ones today but i just think that it's hard for people maybe to imagine but these wines were big heavy wines not all that long ago uh now a, a large amount of these wines like this one have these spectrums of red fruit in them they're they have some elegance and they still have intensity and power but they're more elegant wines they're more fun to drink yes i don't know how you do that or how you've so done Paso it or... robles has been 
I guess as you, as you grow up and evolve, yeah, um, it was how big, how much tannin, yeah, how, how much how can dark you clobber it, them yes. with, yeah. And now we're finding elegance. Yeah. So this wine, you know, incredible color density. It has extreme tannins to it, but yep. because it has so much fruit and elegance to it, it mm -hmm. has length. Everyone that's come up today so far said, man, this is the best nose on the wine that I've had today. Wow. Here. I so love everyone. this it, wine. You what have, what uh, would you eat with it? It can go anywhere from a softer like lambs uh, all the way up to the heavy steaks and, and everything. So cheese uh, is great. Uh, it also does well with dessert. Yeah. Chocolate. Uh, I know that it, it can be like 40 degrees, uh, 42 degrees in the middle of the day some days, but yes. then it's bloody cold at night, so you we see the acidity in this wine. Yes. Yeah, it's a huge change in temperature, which winemakers love. Yes, so Paso uh, Robles grapes has, love it, maybe, yes. maybe more. <laughs> not, not as much as the winemakers, but uh, yes, Paso has some of the largest diurnal temperature changes uh, of California. So we can be 40 in the day and get all the way down to 15 at night. And that's why so. we have the fireplaces when yes. you book into a place <laughs> and stay there. Yes, you'll leave. It'll be 40 degrees, and you'll leave the hotel carrying a jacket, yeah. Yes, which seems crazy. No, uh, I love that. We're almost out of time. Do, any little crazy projects that you're working on in terms of uh, We have or? some new ones. We have yeah. Quest coming out, um, which is uh Kind of, it's going to be a Cab Capron blend, okay. all in American oak. It just has this minty, neat quality to it. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at a bunch of new. We've been pushing really hard with our tasting room, and it's been uh, really busy there. So I would recommend coming down and visiting us. Uh, it's a okay. great experience. So a lot of fun things coming in the future. Yeah. Uh, great to have you in Vancouver. I hope you get a chance to get around the room and taste a few wines. And uh, uh, do you have any on your list that you're looking at? Or, or is it a kind of wine or a winery or a place? I, I'm going to probably run around. I love uh, Spanish wines. Okay. I love French wines, Rhones, yeah. Contrius, uh Yeah, there's Sancerre. some interesting Rhone wines here today, yes. too. Uh, Chateau Pesquet, I don't know if you know them. They're in uh, Ventoux, up, up in the highest uh, parts of Ventoux. Really interesting no, I, guy. I will go visit him. Though. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. Uh, okay, great to have you here, Jason Diefenderfer. He's the winemaker, uh, Hope Family Wines, and we've been tasting the Austin Hope 2017 Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, we didn't taste the Triana, but uh, I can recommend it because I have tasted it before. Uh, all of these wines are available in British Columbia, in, uh, in the private market, in restaurants. Even a couple are in uh, BC liquor stores. Yes, and this one just came out in the BC liquor stores. Yeah, this which is, is great. One. Yeah, uh, and this one's specialty. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening right. to uh, the uh, BC Food Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're live from the floor of the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hi, this is Jesse from Black Hills Estate Winery. Join us this spring to celebrate the start of our 20th anniversary season. Sample our new spring releases, Chardonnay and Carmenere, while relaxing on our sun-soaked patio. Check in with us at blackhillswinery.com to find out more about our 20th vintage commemorative events happening this summer. Or for more information, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. 
surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusolay.ca. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, the room is alive, and man... Uh, People are tasting, tasting, tasting. And the three nights are different. Tell the three our audience the th- difference in the three. Yeah, well, Thursday meetings. night is for the wine geeks, and uh, tonight is for uh, couples. Right. And tomorrow night is just a bit of a zoo. Party, man. <laughs> party. Uh, and our next guest loves to party because they make rosé, and they make fantastic rosé. Michelle Wallach from Chateau Minuti is with us. Uh, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to have you. You're Thank here you. from New York City. Uh, I am. You're based there. I am. Is it hard to sell rosé anywhere anymore? Um, I would like to say yes, but really the truth is everybody wants some uh, Cote de Provence rosé. Especially <laughs> especially when it's the color of your rosé. Like uh, As I always say, you can, you can never be too skinny or too pale to be a rosé. I agree. What do you think about that? I can't say either of the two, so I just say uh, pale pink salmon. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Let's, I like it. let's start with Minuti and tell our listeners where, where are they situated. Sure. Um, we are truly a St. Tropez winery. Oh. Our winery is five kilometers from the village of St. Tropez, um, and so have that beautiful claim mm-hmm. that uh, we're in Gasson, which is um, right on the coast of the port of the peninsula. Mm. So we have that maritime climate, yep. and um, in St. Tropez, you really can't avoid Chateau Minuti. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, bad. What, yeah. what is the art of rosé? What, what, what is the gen- You know, what, what is it about? You know, I think that. You know, rosé, specifically Cote de Provence rosé, is popular because there's a similarity with champagne. You know, I have a glass of champagne. I don't dream about Epernay. When I have a glass of rosé, mm-hmm. I dream about Saint-Tropez. Um, you huh. know. That's a good point. <laughs> rosé is celebratory like champagne. Yeah. Um, and listen, I am a huge champagne drinker. I cannot have a few glasses before maybe I potentially get a little, uh, mm. you know, a little acid reflux. Mm. Um, but for me, you know, drinking rosé, especially Cote de Provence, Minuti, you're going to get a lower degree alcohol. Um, it's hard to make a simple wine. And we are in the business of making uh, simple, beautiful wines that you can really, truly enjoy every day. Mm. 
Well, some people say the hardest wine to make is a gray rosé. Everybody thinks it's just a wine that they bleed off a tank and stick right. in the bottle and there you go. But that's not the That's our truth. business. Yeah. Our business is rosé. That's yeah. a very good point because, you know, and to uh, rosé's popularity is soaring. Everybody wants to make rosé. And I think there's beautiful examples around the world. Mm -hmm. But for us, this has been our business. Uh, founded the the you know, winery in 1936 and yep. started making wine in the 60s. And this is truly a rosé house. Yeah. And well, what's the future of rosé, do you think? Sure. I mean, listen, I think like any category, it's going to get inflated and there's going to be a lot of players. I think over time, you know, those players, you know, will subside a little bit. It's it's a crowded category. And, you know, some of the major houses will, will stick around and Chateau Minuti being a, a leader in the Côte de Provence category will stay. The packaging is sensational. Yeah, it's just beautiful with the with the uh, clear glass, mm -hmm. with the color of the rosé, very pale. It's you, you want to buy it when I see it, and I remember I did go back and buy it last oh, thank year. You. you did, and you kept mine, by the way. I did. <laughs> you never did get I, that. And actually, I bought it. You didn't buy it. I and you, I never got my bottle delivered to me. But I've just remembered that. Does that mean I'm not getting <laughs> champagne this Christmas? No, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, now I totally remember that whole scenario. Better pony up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you brought for, we, we opened the Rosé et Or? Sure, Rosé uh, Or is rose what we or. Uh, pronounce okay. it. Okay, and uh, tell us about that. Sure. So, uh, you know, we have a range of rosés, and mm -hmm. I showcased uh, one of the rosés that we have that's more the flagship of the winery. I like to say it's the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. uh, Rosé War is 100% made on the estate. It's 90% Grenache, 10% Tiburon, which is a local Provencal-style grape. Yeah. Um, and really, it is just the most beautiful expression of Grenache. You're getting 100% um, of that expressiveness coming from that grape. And in the district, you can't, you know, ha you have to blend. So we can't yes. have 100% uh, and globally, there's a lot of funny sweet rosés and dark rosés and sweet rosés and sweet rosés, but these are not sweet. So no. This is a whole different ballgame. No. These are wines that make you salivate. Uh, they're wines that make you want to have some food yes. uh, with them. I mean, you, you can have them without food, but why would you do that? They beg for more. Yeah. That's yeah. the best kind of wine. It's really fantastic. I, I just love uh, this type of rosé. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh you have corks in all the wines. We do. It surprises yeah. me sometimes. Yeah, we're we're a little traditional like that. Um, <laughs> you know, in some countries, Sweden is a country that um, does 40,000 cases of Chateau Minuti wine, mm -hmm. which blows our mind. Um, so they beg for the self-enclosure, which is just cultural for them. But in France, it's still, you know, cork. Yeah. Yes. We have the ability to change, you know, country to country, but we still find that when people are paying a price point for Cote de Provence, there's still a demand, and universally, the the stealth enclosure is just not there with our consumers. Mm -hmm. And what, what's your favorite food with rosé, or should I say, is there anything that doesn't go with rosé? I would say that more likely you're going to find anything in the Mediterranean cuisine and then some. Yes. I would probably not have a porterhouse. I would avoid, you know, a big juicy cut of steak. Um, that said, you're running the gamut, you know, of oysters and pasta dishes and garlic um, or anything really just predominantly Mediterranean, you know, a branzino fish with, you know, 
a couscous made of cucumbers, feta, and tomatoes. Oh, geez, yeah. stop, Sorry, stop, I'm sorry, stop, I'm hungry. Wow. <laughs> you can that, tell when I don't eat, I just ramble on about That food. really sounds good, yeah. Uh, we're speaking with Michelle Wallach. She's the business director in North America and the Caribbean, which is kind of nice for Chateau Minucci. Uh, you, you have four wines at the table. Mm-hmm. Are they uh, how different are they? Or how, wh- yeah. Why do you have four different rosés? Sure, because um, I never asked the red wine guys why they have four different r- reds, yeah. but I'm going to ask you. It's why true. You have four Listen, rosés. I, you know, very, very true, and it's a great question. We got to look the question often, really, because we are a rosé house. You know, for us, it's the expression of Grenache. And we like to start with the first two wines is really a blend. You're getting mainly 50 and then 60% Grenache. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting Cinso and you're getting some Syrah and Tiburon. And then as we get to the estate products, the things that are 100% made on the estate, the upper cuvées, that's when we're starting to really shine and show our best plots on the land mm-hmm. with Grenache um, and doing very little blending with you know other varietals on the property. Um, so just that's, that's really the, the gamut. And I, I mentioned champagne before. You know, a lot of people are going outside the region because Cote de Provence is very small. Yes. And they're creating other labels, rightfully so, because the demand for rosé is popular. Mm -hmm. But Francois, our owner, our winemaker, um, he likes to say, you know, a major champagne house, Krug is never going to come out with a Cremant or sparkling wine. Um, and then Chateau Minuti is only going to continue to develop their premier and premium estates. Stick to your knitting, as they say. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. I'm going to yeah. use it. <laughs> That's a uh, well. It's a great way to think about rosé. Uh, you know, it's so it's so interesting to. And I've been in the business for quite a long time, and then there was rosé, then there was no rosé, then there was a bit of rosé. Now there's this rosé run. It's it's less cyclical now, though. I feel like it's earned its spot in the in the group of wines. Uh, it has. I don't think it's going to go away now, and it's also forced a lot of people to clean up their rosé. Very true. Which helps the market generally as well. It's less confusing the drier they get, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to know what they get when when they. Uh, I think when they see pale, they think dry now, which yep. is great. Uh, but and there there was some confusion about that. And how long ago was it we started talking about rosé and we said it's for women and smart men. Yeah. <laughs> when we first started. I love that. Just to be able to right. get them thinking about it now. You mean the, the latest rush. <laughs> yes. That's very the, true. The latest Have rush. Have you met any smart men in your lifetime, I have, Casey? Tony. Because yes. there's a shortage of them, apparently. I work with He one. wants you to name them right now exactly. on paper. <laughs> Anthony Gizmondi. When I talked to my wife, she said there's a big shortage of them, so I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, so are you enjoying Vancouver? That's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, I love Vancouver. Have you been here before? I have. I actually came here for New Year's. Oh, this really? Is my, this is, um, you know, people come to New York. I'm, I live in Hell's Kitchen, which is near Times Square. Right. I see people taking pictures. Now I'm doing the same thing here, yeah. and I'm just taking pictures. And you spend like a little time woman. in Seattle, too, yes, doing I do. business. So I it's do. kind of the, the Pacific Northwest thing. I love it out here. It's so different, eh? Pacific it's Northwest. Like, there is a, there is that feeling that look the people i think we all look the same people like to work out i feel like in new york people are working out as if it's part of their job and here it's a pleasure yes and before you leave i want to ask you i don't want to put you on the spot but if you got a couple of restaurants we should go to when we head to new york oh absolutely i am still a proponent of it's actually not a big secret 11 madison park right which is you know look it's one of the world's, it's named world's best restaurant. Right. And they've got a great cookbook. Cookbook, 
Michelin star, three Michelin star restaurant. But the wine director, Cedric Nisset, is one of the most world-class wine directors and people. And you can come in for a bite, have a glass of wine, and just be blown away by the mm -hmm. hospitality. Mm -hmm. So if it's not your speed to spend money um, to that degree, because it's pretty expensive. Yep. Um, and then that said, Andrew Carmelini just got uh, right. a Beard Award. And La Conda Verde, which has been open for maybe 10 years, still doing it in Tribeca, one of the best Italian restaurants. You'll love it. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us on the uh, show. It's a pleasure. Bringing your uh, fantastic rosé. We had the rose, rosé or. Yes. Wow. Rosé let's or. Just, let's just kill that right now. <laughs> no I plan on leaving these wines for Michelle you. Wallach, Business Development Director. She works for Chateau Minuti, lives in New York, loves Vancouver. What can we say? You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. Join us this season for the ultimate Naramata experience. Delight your senses as you sit back and savor our locally inspired food and wine. Handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata grown grapes, terroir to table cuisine, and striking views of Okanagan Lake and its surrounding vineyards. It's all right here at Hillside Winery and Bistro. Don't miss their grand reopening the weekend of March 20th. Find out more details at hillsidewinery.ca. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark Gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at Gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're coming to you live today from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival, uh, the 42nd time this festival has been held. France is the theme. Uh, as you can tell, uh, right next to us, the Eiffel Tower is uh, kind of chopped off at the top, Casey. It's missing. It the, is, yes. We could still climb up there, perhaps. So, no, it's not to it scale, right? If it's uh, later in the evening, eh? Yes, I know. Okay. Once those uh, attractive women arrive, you'll be halfway up at... There's 165 uh, vintners in the room. We have two with us uh, who happen to actually be from Canada and uh, British Columbia, and we're really excited about that. Jack Meyer from Meyer Family Vineyards and Terry Meyerstone from Mayhem. Uh, they're related. <laughs> <laughs> 
their brother and sister. I don't know. Do they talk to each other or best sometimes? Friends. Or best friends. Best, best friends. friends. Best friends. That's the best answer ever. Yeah. She's yeah. the oldest. I'm the youngest. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you asked. So he's calling the shots. So, so you've been beaten down your whole life, <laughs> totally. Jack. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I think I was told I wasn't allowed to talk too much. Right. So, yeah, we already know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of Jack quickly here. We'll start with him. Right. Uh, Jack Meyer Family Vineyards. Well, you're you're having quite a lot of success. For uh, you haven't been in the business that long, but is it was it about a decade now? Or well, or? 2006. But I say we became a real winery in 2009. So yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, are you enjoying the ride? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's pretty good. And you're focused on uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir out of yep. uh, uh, the South Okanagan, Okanagan Falls. Central Okanagan. Yeah. Central. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, you've had a lot of success, but you've had a lot of success recently overseas too, which is kind of interesting for a Canadian winery. Well, it's been important for us to to showcase wines. I don't mm-hmm. really care to know how I'm doing against other BC wineries. I really want to know how I'm doing against the rest of the world. Right. To me, at the end of that, the long that's game the measuring is, stick. Uh, that's the measuring stick. So, yeah. so we enter very few competitions. The competition thing, you know, like the the, the fair, uh, you know, sure. best pie contest doesn't matter too much. Yeah. But uh, we like to enter, enter like one or two uh, the top international award competitions and see where we stack up. Right. And people don't know a lot about awards and what it costs to actually put your wines in. So roughly what's the range if you want well, to submit a, a wine? Yeah. First off, they're either in euros or pounds, so that kills us. And then uh, getting <laughs> right. wines there. But it's probably 150, 175 euros or pounds per wine. You wow. enter three or four wines. So, you know... It's it gets pretty expensive. And, it does. Uh, yeah. So we kind of pick and choose. Mm. Yes. Uh, you brought a Chardonnay along tonight. You make many Chardonnays uh, from different plots. Yep. Uh, so what's the strategy? Can you quickly tell us about Chardonnay at Meyer? So to focus on Chardonnay uh, and just giving different styles, different vineyards, yep. uh, uh, different quality ranges, so different price points. Yeah. Uh, and you also, and, and you do something interesting. You make a tribute wine every year, too. What is that all about? The, people always ask, what is that Meyer tribute wine? What is that uh, about? Well, we started in 2006, and the idea was just to give something back. So every year we've uh, paid tribute to somebody. Uh, generally, it's been like a Western Canadian that's made an outstanding contribution. We donate $5,000 to their charity or organization. Yeah. And so now, yeah, here we are, 12 vintages later, $60,000 worth of wow. uh, donations. And, nice. And we've had people that have been athletes, artists, Bill Reed, Emily Carr, yeah. um, Pat Quinn, uh, Stevie Eiserman, all kinds of yeah. various Joni people. Joni Rochette yeah. uh, recently. I yeah. think we interviewed one of your first ones. And... and did you tell me that you that you had your parents on one of the labels? Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God they bless. were very my, good dancers, My mom's right? still going at 92. My dad, wow. we lost him a few years ago, but to pay tribute before he passed away was kind of awesome, actually. So are you guys good dancers? I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she leads, right? Yeah. I, I've heard a few things he's about Terry. Me on the floor I, I a couple think times, she's yeah. a good dancer. <laughs> we're, speaking with, we're speaking with Jack Meyer from Meyer Family Vineyards, and we're going to speak with Terry Meyer Stone from, from Mayhem. Jack, just before we, we, we stop with you, so you brought along the McLean Creek Road Vineyard Chardonnay. So the, the home vineyard? Home Is vineyard. That, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okanagan Falls. Uh, we're happy to be the second uh, sub GI in BC. Yeah, great. Uh, single vineyard, 100% French oak. 20% new, uh, 100% mellow, and uh, and full of acid. 
Thank you very and much. Good acidity. You're welcome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hallmark, Chris Carson, great winemaker. That's uh, that's his thing. Yeah, and he's such an exuberant guy too, Chris. Like you know, you can get sometimes can't. you get five or six words out of you him in an I, hour. You think I can't get my sister to stop talking? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a contrast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terry, you're here with Mayhem, which it just, I, I've been writing about your wine. I'm just blown away by the whole concept of it. And then the wines match the concept, which, you know, that gives you 100 million points there because Thank often the, the wine never matches the concept. Yeah. Seems like fun, tastes like fun, but seriously fun. We, it, the whole goal was to How seriously do it? have I, I fun with, with doing this. Yeah. And I, I think... I mean, we were really blessed to begin with Mayhem, this collaboration with, with Jack and his wife, and already have the operational structure there. Yeah. Uh, an amazing winemaker in Chris Carson, who's overseeing um, AJ, a young guy that came to us from Checkmate. Right. Um, so he's sort of our, our winemaker. Okay, so you've got, got a lot of breeding there. In the we've got a lot of breeding. Wow. So I think that, that coming into, the, into this and then being able to do something that we know is going to be fun, that we're going to have fun doing together, which is why we call it Mayhem. Yeah. Because in our family of five, yeah. that was it's kind like of Sunday the hallmark. Dinner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I get it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that after both of us have kind of been around the wine industry for 10 years, we wanted to do something that was uh, we were passionate about and we wanted to bring a quality wine to people that they would enjoy and have fun putting on the table and drinking. Yeah. And what, you didn't want to compete with Jack, or what, 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 what's the deal? Because you made a different style of wine. Yeah. You're taking a break? He, uh, told, me break? he told me I couldn't. He told me I couldn't. I'm the one with he's the manufacturing well, license. Yeah. yeah, he's got the license. So, uh, yeah. Some people remember you with Anarchist Mountain. You, you had yes. a couple of really cool yeah. Chardonnays up there in that yeah. site, too. But yeah. uh, and, and you know that it was a really awesome brand for us, but we were only 500 cases. Yeah. So we were having a discussion, Do we, where do we go from here? And uh, that's when we started drinking wine with Jack. Mm -hmm. And he said, why don't we look at this? So now actually that Pinot and Chard goes to Meyer. These and guys are all about no. finance, accounting. They, they, they really know how to you know shape what things. I, what I heard, he said, stop talking about it and start making it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How many mayhems are there? How many mayhems? Well, we actually have five aromatic whites and two reds. Yeah. So that's a pretty good. Yeah. Or were you talking about other, like, members of our family? Oh, well, no, uh, no, no. I was, we're the tasting, kids? Are, we're tasting you know? the Pinot Gris. So what, what is the price range of Mayhem? So actually the Pinot Gris and most of our whites retail at 18 so Wow, what a great price. Yes. Including I, taxes. I That's kind of wanted a wine that I could drink every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, open it, not, not feel guilty. We will have a few um, Icon wines coming up in the future because we're really going to focus on Merlot. We've got... Um, we think that Merlot is wonderful in the valley, and we sure. think that it's kind of been the forgotten sister in many ways. Especially in the central Okanagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And our Merlot comes from my property, so I've actually been out harvesting, picking, crawling oh. around, pruning, you know. Wow. So it's... Uh, I do you believe that, Jack? <laughs> I do. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. But <laughs> yeah. It's not pretty. Trust me. It's not oh, pretty. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. So we... Um, yeah, we have a direct connection to the wines well, as well. Well, I think both of you have done a great job. For people who came into the industry and, and just, you know, seem focused and are achieving, you know, your goals, it's a, it's a great start. I hope there'll be a next generation, too, for you, like uh, we've been hearing all, all week from the French. And Terry's uh, a real competitor, used to competitions and won Miss Canada. <laughs> 
Isn't that I know incredible? That. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what started me drinking. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> I'll bet. The other competitors' mothers are. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. having to go through it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't have a Mr. Canada competition. So yeah. You would have been there. You would have been there, Jack. You would have been there. Okay. Yeah. Before we're out of time, I know you have a tasting room, Jack. What about Mayhem? Well, can we taste that there? Or how does that work? We're or? doing a little pop-up tastings right now okay. at, at Meyer. They have a hut there. And uh, when we grow up, which we're hoping is soon, we will be looking at our own winery. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy I smokes, know. that's fantastic. Holy smokes, I, I know. love to hear I that. Know. Yeah. I know. A couple of things in the works. Could yeah. happen soon. We've got a uh, Meyer property in Caledon that there's some space. There's uh, other opportunities that, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. for it to be a standalone is the goal. Yeah. And sorry, we're, what are you rolling out now, like at the winery? You're rolling out the, the 18s. next 18 uh, yeah. Chardonnays? Uh, Chardonnays and Pinots, pretty much all 18s. The Pinots uh, are out too now or uh, available? Just, just being released. The, yeah. uh, the uh, entry-level Pinot has been out for a couple months. The okay, yeah. single vineyards are coming out between uh, March and June, July. Super. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the competitions, Jack. Uh, I love that competition. <laughs> Did you guys know that I, we've been top 10 small winery yeah. four years in a row? I yeah. know. I Congratulations know. on that. Yeah. You. With your help, you are, yeah. And it's in Canadian dollars, so, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Canadian dollars, it's cheap. Well, exactly. We'll, we'll be in Penticton this year. It's the 20th year of the National Wine Awards. So yeah. Is it in Penticton this year? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Thanks for joining yeah. us today on the show. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Uh, that was great. We've been tasting the Mayhem uh, 2018, and the price would be just under $20. $18 retail. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, the Meyer Family Vineyard Chardonnay. McLean Creek Chardonnay, single yeah. vineyard, $33 taxes in. 33 you're like giving it away, Jack. I know. People yeah. tell me you got to raise your prices. No, but don't you know do what? that. Don't I'd do rather that. be sold out of wine than having yeah. a wear full, house full exactly. of wine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Jack Meyer and Terry Meyerstone, Meyer Family Vineyards and Mayhem Wine, joining us here at the 42nd Vancouver National Wine Festival. We're live on the floor. We'll take a quick break. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Spring is in the air, and Tin Horn Creek Vineyards invites you to celebrate the coming of the sun with a trip to Oliver before the crowds come. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 6, and the award-winning Miradoro restaurant is also now open for the season. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment, including club-only wines, early access to new releases, and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird tickets online now before they all sell out and get all four concerts for the price of three. Details at tinhorn.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. After Isidore Boucherie settled in West Bank, he soon became known far and wide as the Modest Butcher, a man of infinite charm, disarming good looks, and the best food and wine in the valley. And if Izzy was here today, what do you think he'd have to say about his legacy, Chef Dan? You can't think well, love well, or sleep well if you haven't dined well. Celebrate the sacred Okanagan institution of dining with reckless abandon at the Modest Butcher, opening soon at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. 
Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman's wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the Number Series, Cullman's Small Lot Program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Cullman.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we're live today from the floor of uh, the Festival Tasting Room, the International Festival Tasting Room with over 165 wineries. France, of course, the theme winery across from us, just underneath the Eiffel Tower. Uh, but we're going to start out in British Columbia with a very cool story. Joining us now are Mohan Gill and Paul Jordan from Bordertown Vineyards. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good Thanks to see to you. Here. Mohan, good to see you. You, you, you. You're going to talk to me, Mohan. You yes, know you I are. Do. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I want to start with you. you uh, tell me a little bit. Of your your family were farmers. You, yes. you You started farming fruit at the very beginning. What were you What were you growing? We're growing cherry, peaches, apples. Yeah. Started earlier, and 25 years ago. 25 years ago, and wh- who who gave you this crazy idea to grow grapes? Uh, that's actually I started 2005. Yeah. Starting growing grapes, turning out vineyard. Yeah, and then were you selling those grapes in the beginning? or Yes, yeah. we do, to other wineries. And now you want to make wine too. Yes, yeah. we're starting making wine in 2013. How does that feel? Feels great. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> A lot more work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But interesting to, to finish the product all the way to the end, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. So have you been a big wine drinker your whole life? or? No. No. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. But you'll get hooked. Maybe yes. you already are hooked. I now don't know. I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> now you really pay attention to the vintage. But actually, farmers know a lot about vintages, right? Yes. In terms of the years, the growing seasons. Yes. Yeah. That's where it's starting wine. Uh, so where are your vintage? For our listeners, tell your, our listeners where your vineyards are situated in, in B.C. We are in right in the Soyuz. Yeah. We have 100 acres vineyards. 100 acres, yes. just like that. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. And that's what that we, we would say that's probably one of the warmest places in, uh, in Canada. BC to grow. Yeah, in Canada to grow yes. grapes. Yeah, super. And Mohan, I'm addicted to your tasting room. The view is spectacular. And whenever we're up in that area, I sneak away while these, while these guys golf and, you know, check out <laughs> a few places. Right. So you've done a great job. Thank you. All nice. Paul, uh, uh, well, the tasting room is open. Is it open now for the season, or is it just yes. about uh, ready Year-round open. Yeah, year-round. Okay, yes. that's I great. Should, I should say where it is. I know yeah. people seem to, when they come to the table, they where are you guys? So yeah. For people who know Soyuz, it's right at the top end of town, right uh, a block north of the junction with Highway 3 and 97. Yep. And it's right across the street from the big Husky station with the gigantic Canadian flag yeah, that you can't everybody miss it. seems to know. Yeah, everybody knows that flag. Yeah, that's where it is. Uh, well, it's great to have you here on the show today. You brought a couple of wines, uh, a rosé, which I think is, it seems like they seem like runaway favorites now in B.C. with wine consumers. How has your rosé been performing? Uh, it, it, it knocks it out of the park, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
Well, our consulting winemaker is Daniel Bonshorn, and he, he is a bit of a rosé specialist. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and uh, well, this is Cab Franc, no? Or yes. Yeah, which is, uh, I think it's... Uh, could be a signature variety for it's BC Rosé. It could be something we could do really well. I think. Well, you know, it, it has all of the, you know, watermelon and rhubarb and so on, but mm -hmm. uh, I think what really um, sets it apart is how it has a bit of white pepper and a bit of a zip that that's truly the Cab Franc grape coming through. Yeah, yeah. Mohan, are you a fa fan of Rosé or? Yes, I do. Yeah, you like, what, what do you like about it? I like about the dry style rosé. That's what we try yeah. to do. Food friendly. Do you do yes. you match a lot of wine now with food? And yes, because uh, because in Vancouver, well, in in British Columbia in general, there is a lot of uh, Indian cuisine as well yes. out there. So it'd be kind of fun to have uh, all you know, twenty four hours, seven people who know the food starting to put wine together with it. I think. Yes. Do you have a favorite match or a favorite food with rosé? <laughs> You're pointing He's to me. He's pointing at Paul. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like Mohan's family's uh, Indian cuisine with the rosé. To be quite honest with you, when I when I, yeah. go, when I go out there and stay there, I I get treated to that, and it's an absolute dynamite pairing. And when are you going to open a restaurant, <laughs> Mohan? That's in future plan. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. Yes. Are you still growing any any uh, fruits or vegetables? Yes, we do. Yeah. So you you got it all covered now. We, Yes, we do apples. That's why we start an apple cider. Yeah. Okay. We'll uh -huh. hey, I got see that a can here of pretty apple cider. Pretty slick you got that in there. I like that. <laughs> He's uh, already a radio pro. A lot of people have problems uh, now with workers and pickers at the end of the season. How about you? Are you all set? To we are fine. Yeah? We have a permanent crew. You have a permanent crew, yeah. Yes. So you're all set to go. Yes. That's fantastic. So when you say a permanent crew, do they work how many months of the year? Uh, there's a permanent is a 12 month even really year. They work full wow. year round. yeah well actually it's kind of good with wine because i guess there's things to do over the winter that there, yes. there wasn't to do when when you were just growing uh, fruits perhaps or right yeah and uh, do you sell fruit too like do you have a fruit stand that also no actually no. i do sell fruit pack fruit yeah but we sell to not direct to the consumer not direct to the consumer yeah fantastic uh, okay, we better get to the wine huh. here. So we tried the rosé. How much is the rosé? Well, retail Roughly. at early, early 20s, early to mid. Okay, early 20s. That sounds yeah. kind of yep. <laughs> you mean like 21 bucks, stay. 22 bucks. Yeah. yeah, okay, I like it. Uh, and the red wine you brought was, uh, it's, a, it's interesting. Eh? The name the, alone is interesting. This is the Living Desert Red. The so Living Desert Red. I know, red. great yeah. name. Why did you call it that? Well, Mohan, you were the one who uh, came from. We are right in the desert. So it's just a matter, you know, the whole Asoyus around there, that, that's pretty much a moniker for the area, the living desert. You know, yeah. It's yes. very alive there, especially with all the grape growing. I can feel it. I, I've been telling this story recently. I, I was in, in the south of France at a very special biodynamic vineyard, and when I got out of the car, the smell of the garrigue, of, of the wild herbs in the scrubland of the south of France, was so intense, it was almost overpowering. Uh, and I, I just couldn't get over how, uh, you know, how fresh it was and, and how pervasive it was. And in the South Okanagan, you have the same, I mean, you have this, this special smell uh, that comes from, uh, that's released, I think, from, from the sagebrush and things in the air. It, it's, it's unique in, in a wine-growing region. And it definitely comes through on the on the finish with the, the likes of the Living Desert Red. Yeah. You actually detect it. I think when you see wine writers or Casey, when you're drinking the wine and you say you, you find a savoriness in the wine, or a, uh, some people say spice, but it's for me it's more of a savory character. 
from the South Okanagan, which really uh, ups the complexity and freshness. It makes the wine really interesting, sip after sip after sip, I think. And can you say that's umami? <coughs> you could say it's umami-like, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, that dried herb character, but... Uh, uh, well, I think it, it's released into the air the te- when the temperature's 38 or 40 degrees and somehow the oils get released and then they float in the vineyard. And even though the molecules, I don't know, it's beyond me, the science, but I see it and taste it in the glass. So. Well, you, you, you definitely <laughs> detect it in the Cabernet Franc, which is the flagship red for the winery. Yeah. Um, and obviously you'll find it even a little bit in the rosé. And in the, the, the red that we have here, the Living Desert Red, being the bulk of it being Cabernet Franc, with Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely comes through in the wine, for sure. Yeah. Two lovely wines. We're, uh, by the way, we're drinking uh, Border Town wines. You're here at the Wine Festival. Uh, if anybody's going to drop by tonight or tomorrow, you can visit the booths and uh, taste a number of different Border Town wines or uh, head up to the winery, which is open all year round, which is kind of nice. I like that. Uh, okay. And I've heard a rumor that you have wine on tap. What's that all about? Yeah, we've gotten into that, and it's been very successful for us. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to get liquid in people's mouths. It's almost like a, having a buy-the-glass listing instantly. Yeah. Yes. So so we've got the Pinot Gris and the Cabernet Franc. We've even got some rosé. And uh, and then we have our, our value blend, which a lot of the restaurants use as sort of the house wines. Mm-hmm. So. This available, you mean, in restaurants? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah, off, off the tap. And... Uh, you know, it's it's gotten to a point where they've perfected it so that it's 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 fresh for over six months, which is yes. know, more yeah. than enough time than they need to sell it. Yeah, so. I would love to have that at home. Yeah, <laughs> that system at home. Me too. Well, and also it's a it's very green system. You know, in this day and age when we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint, exactly. Uh, this is a great way to to handle wine because uh, you don't have the weight and all the transportation yeah. woes with bottles. That uh, so that's good and it keeps it fresh too. It has many advantages. I love it. Well, I don't want to run out of time because you actually brought a can here, uh, <laughs> which Mohan uh, uh, mentioned earlier. What are we going to taste here? Well, this is the hard-pressed cider, and uh, we thought uh, that What, what that, does that mean, hard-pressed? Oh, well, you know, I, I, it's just a, a, just a name, name that came to me, a hard-pressed, and oh, then we have a little okay. moniker here. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better apple cider. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> just the best. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically, you know, we... Mohan had all the apples, so why not do something useful with them? Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's tough, Mohan, selling apples, I, I hear at the moment, in terms yes. of the price that people are offering and uh, how much. Why is that? I mean, it takes a That's lot of time to grow an apple. and Yes. But there the price is, is ridiculously low. If we comparing to as a growers, that's 20 years ago, same price as today we have. Same getting. price in 20 yes. years. Unbelievable. Maybe we have to do something about that. Well, maybe cider's the answer. Cider's the answer. That's <laughs> correct. How much cider is in a can, or how many apples are in a can of cider? Oh, jeez. <laughs> we can say one apple. And cider. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. Now, what uh, we did was we uh, aimed for a style that was somewhere right down the middle between craft, so crisp and dry, mm-hmm. and uh, mainstream, so real fleshy apple flavor to it without it being too sweet. And that seems to have really hit a hit a chord with the buyers. And uh, it is nice that dry finish. I yeah. like because usually it lingers around. I don't want that. I, yeah, I got it all in the mid palate, and then it cleans up dry. Yeah, and it's not too harsh that you could actually have more than one of these. And yeah, you know. what would you eat with that? Oh, geez, you could do all kinds of things with cider. I mean, generally the, the sorts of things that you would pair with white wines. You know, especially. Um, you know, aromatic, uh, fruity white wines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about an afternoon date? 
<laughs> you got that right, right yeah, there. Yeah, that could be good. Wow, this is interesting. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yes. Can you stay on another five minutes? <laughs> Border Town, hard-pressed apple cider. Uh, where can we buy that, and what will, what well, will it set us back? We, we, we launched it last uh, late last summer when we were able to get it out, and it was in the private market. But yeah. the LDB uh, seemed to be quite pleased with it, and uh, so we're launching in a few, in like next week, okay. into the LDB stores. So Great. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Always great to chat with you, Mohan. Uh, keep going. We want to see some. We want to see some recipe pairing things from you in the months to come. I want to see sure. some a restaurant. Yeah, a restaurant <laughs> yes. would be great. That will happen in future. Mohan Gill, Paul Jordan from Border Town Vineyards, uh, just beside the giant flag uh, in the town of Osoyoos. You can't miss it. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're live from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods.